Hello, you guys. It's me, Allison. Before the show starts, I wanted to give you a little bit of a disclaimer, which is you may notice that the audio does not sound as good as it normally sounds. Um, in fact, everyone sounds fine. They all sound good, uh, but it's me. It's my track. that sounds a little different than normal. I totally messed up and did not capture the high quality audio that we usually use. And instead, we had to use the low quality audio. So it may be a little bit distracting. Maybe you won't even notice, but you might notice at the very beginning. But I think with things like this, it's a little bit distracting at the beginning. And then pretty quickly, your brain just sort of stops noticing it. And then everything sounds good and normal. That is my hope, at least. Anyway, so apologies for the not up to our usual standards audio. The content, though, is unparalleled. Okay, here we go. I love you. And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's the plague week 35 of the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guests. They're happy and they're sloppy, but mostly they're very sloppy. They're the sloppy boys. Jeff Dutton, Mike Hanford, and Tim Kalpakis. Tone Zone is here to kick back, relax with a glass of wine, and listen to his favorite piece of classical music, Vivaldi's Four Seasons Total Landscaping. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus. Say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen! Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with her good times never end. Allison Rosen. Hello, my little Danish butter cookies. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. By Casey Kahn. And she specifically said the pretzel shaped ones with sugar on top. So I'm thinking she's talking about that tin that we've all seen that has like the different kinds of cookies in it in those little um like fluted uh, paper cup things. I don't know the point of the paper cups, but I like them. Anyway, uh, I'm on Patreon, all sorts of fun stuff on there. You can see this video. You can get behind the scenes content. You can submit carbohydrates. There's weekly bonus episodes. Just this past week, I did an extra soothing one where I read some children's books. I played some soothing songs that I don't own the rights to, but it seems to be okay so far. Uh, Patreon.com slash Alice Rosen. I would like to say hello I would like to say hello to my guests. Now, it is a special show because I have an entire band. I don't know that I've ever had a whole, I've had musicians, I've had parts of bands. Have I have a, had a whole band on? I don't know. But, and they're not just a band. They also have a podcast. And you're familiar with one of them, Tim <laughs> Kalpakis, who's been on like twice or. Twice. Just but I twice. Made a count. Yeah, each one counted like more than one. Hence, I feel like you've been on like five or six times. Anyway, Tim Kalpakis, Jeff Dutton, and Mike Hanford of the Sloppy Boys. Hello, welcome. And and Tim's been on twice. Oh my gosh, he knows he's an old vet. We got catching up to do, Mike. (laughs) That's right. So uh, also here, and I'm just going to say hi to him right now because I... 
Tony, I don't know if you told them. I don't know if they know what they're stepping into, but what they're stepping into is a show where I have been forgetting over and over and over to say hi to Tony till about the 45 minute mark. And I'm going to bring, I'm turning it around, just like this country seems to be turning it around. I'm turning it around. Tony, it's, we're not even 10 minutes in yet, and I've already acknowledged you. Hi. Yes. I, I, <laughs> don't worry. I've, uh, I've, thrilled. I've, I've filled them all. That's kind of the only thing I talk about with these guys is how you always forget. So they're used to we're it. We're sort of, uh, we're like the shoulder to cry on for Tony. Yeah. yeah. We said, just say it, Totel, or they, they, you don't like it. <laughs> he said, no, I couldn't. I couldn't. Do you, um, Tony, did you bring it up with your therapist? Um, I haven't in a while, but it's probably due because you've been, you've been doing a little bit better though lately. So yeah, it's not coming up as often. I really have. I have re- the stink you made. I've responded to it. Well, now you, <laughs> you like really oversell it now. It gets this whole like introduction every week now of I keep forgetting to introduce him. That is because, and again, I imagine that you filled the guys in of on course. this. That is because I have a problem where I can't just bring something up if there's a backstory. I bring it up and then I say I'm not going to go into the whole backstory and then I go into the whole backstory. (laughs) That is just a fun quirk about me. For example, the fact that I brought up termites like every single show for like eight months until the audience demanded that I stop. And then I (laughs) brought it back in the form of mosquitoes. But anyway, I feel like with the new cold weather, we're insect free. for now. So let's dive in to, uh, look, I have big personal news, which is that I have now become obsessed with the vow and obsessed with seduced Oh no! and just oh, obsessed boy. with Keith Raniere in general. I realized that like culture did this a little while ago. I'm late to this. So that's my <laughs> personal news, but let's instead talk about the national news, international news, global news. The last time that uh, I did the show, it was Monday before the election, and we didn't know what was going to happen, and we made all sorts of wrong predictions. But now we know, except for some people who disagree, but for the most part, Joe Biden is president-elect. How's everyone feeling? How, what were your reactions to those few days where we didn't know? I'm just hearing this now. I, I'm not a big news junkie. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy. I voted for him. It yeah, was I, uh, it's very exciting, very exciting times. I was in New York when uh, when the news dropped, and I was outside on the street, and all of a sudden there was like cowbells coming from people's windows and stuff, and pe- uh, people were honking their horns, and it was like, "What? Oh, they called it!" And everyone was jumping around and cheering and stuff. And uh, well, right when they called it, some guy pulled past us in a uh, big truck with Jersey license plate uh, plates on it, and he was like. And the country's screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a new world. People dance at gas stations now. I don't know if you saw that. Yes, I did. Tony was there. No, I wasn't. I was there, too. I wasn't there. Oh, you were? I feel like everybody everybody had the same Instagram, but was there at different hours of the day. It was seven hours that they danced on that uh, (laughs) Prius. I I walked up to see it, and it was great, but uh, the best was on my walk up there. A a, a car was just parked at a red light and uh, in the driver's seat. Someone rolled down the window and put a trumpet out and started playing the national anthem (laughs) live into the street. So friend of the Tony, your typing is thunderous once again. I don't know. Have you guys been enjoying the sound of Tony typing? I like it. He's fast. (laughs) He is. In the old days, there would be like a ding. 
thing. <laughs> you know, when he gets to the end. Um, While you are zooming, but you're using a typewriter. Yeah, but who taught you to type, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> who taught you to so, type? Was it M- Mavis Beacon or Mario? Or Yeah. Mario. Do you do the home keys? Huh? Mike doesn't. Room? No, I do not. I'm, I use these three fingers, and it's like this. <laughs> oh, you pack. Gonna, yeah. But just with my uh, pointer fingers and my middle finger on my right hand. I do have the uh, a te- a typing teaching thing, which I go back to every once in a while. And it never holds my interest. Or I, don't, I do it so infrequently <laughs> that like, I don't remember where all the keys are. So I'll have to go back lessons and be like, oh, yeah, W's up there. Wait, what's a typing teaching thing? A typing teaching, teaching typing program. <laughs> like Mario teaches typing. Yeah, teaching. Type, <laughs> that type was teach. I, really? I meant to, what I meant to say type. is type teach. <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, How many words per minute are you think you are? Me? Yeah, with those Low, it's like, it's uh, like, if I'm using the home row the way I'm supposed to, it's like 30. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's low. <laughs> but if I'm using my three fingers, it's like 60, but a lot of them are why, why don't you trust this? You, you do two fingers on the one hand and just one on the other hand. You don't trust the middle finger I don't trust the middle on finger on the other right hand. hand. <laughs> Scandalous okay. finger, yeah. Are you right-handed or left-handed? Right. But you only use one right finger? Is that did I get that correct? No, no, uh two right fingers and one left. Oh, okay. At least <laughs> so that makes, makes a lot of sense. sense. Yeah. Yes. Um we will move on, but first I must know <laughs> why did you decide that you needed a, te- a type a type teach program? Because I saw other people typing so fast and I was like, this, I must be embarrassing myself every time. I'm like, hold on, let me get this down. <laughs> <laughs> let me get this down. You're a professional writer and you say, let me get this down. Every time. That's the other thing too. Being a writer, I was like, I don't want to look like a, I don't know how to type. <laughs> uh, Tim, Jeff and Tony, have you thought ill of Mike's typing in the past? I have looked across the room and seen him typing and just thought, I think Mike's a good writer and I'm perplexed <laughs> that, that, that the product can be good, but that the process can be so ugly. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It ain't Isn't pretty. Weird? My handwriting's awful too. So we would like be writing the birthday boy stuff and sometimes I go up to the like uh, dry erase to write ideas down and they would be like illegible for people. <laughs> um, I learned to type. To excuse me, I there's too many T's. I learned to type in school, and I think in high school we had. I feel like yeah. there's a class where we learned some typing, but I had also learned a little bit in grade school. Mike, um, who raised you? Um, who raised you? I, I was in a barn, and there were uh, two pigs that sort of looked after me. <laughs> Instead of a keyboard, he practiced on rocks, just laid them out in rows. My hoof work is impeccable. <laughs> Uh, so what I was saying before, friend of the show, Demi Adejui Bay, mm-hmm. uh, it was, was it his car? He parked I at a gas so. station. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he parked at a gas station and danced on the roof of a car and all sorts of people I knew were there. Tony, I thought you were there, but I no, see I just, I've made an error given your violent reaction. I No, I just, I mean, I was seeing the videos all day. Well, yeah, because, uh, other friend of the show, Kevin T. Porter was there most of the time as well, uh. Yeah, I just kept seeing it. I think at the end of the day, I reposted one just because it made me happy because it was like every it was still that, but then they had moved on to uh, Christmas songs. So yes, it made yeah, me <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, and um, didn't Mariah Carey like see that and weigh in on that? Oh, really? I, think, I don't know. I she think she saw that they were dancing to uh, 
uh, you know, she has the best Christmas song of all time. Uh, yeah, so, I'll I'll I don't want to Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She oh. she saw that and retweeted it and said that she loved it. <laughs> That's great. Well, why was that. it that quarter that was picked? It was, was the 76 was, by where we used to live, Mike. No, I, I know. But was it just like that's where he was and he got out of his car and got in his roof? Or was that his 1776 car? is an important year for our nation. <laughs> but there's that's oh. but it's not a mom and pop gas station. There's other locations of 76 to Mike's point. Yeah, I, I know. I think Demi lives near there. Uh, possibly. I know he lives in Los Feliz. Interesting. Yeah, I was, I was actually surprised. I was surprised that they were allowed to do that all day and that no one came by and was like, you're having too much fun in public. <laughs> right. Well, there's the one guy in the little chip stand, and I don't think he had the heart to like send everybody home. <laughs> we kind of had him hostage <laughs> for most of the day. Um, you know, seeing all the celebrations, this just shows what a tiny, petty person I am. Although, I mean, I was, of course, I was so happy, but I was like, how does everyone, everyone who see like all these people who are just decidedly cool, all these cool people knew to gather around and have some kind of public celebration. Yeah. Now, again, I don't know that I would have gone because in general, I'm opposed to parties during COVID, mm. even for really good news, I, which I feel this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, I, where my, I didn't get an invitation. Did you guys get an invitation? You know how I found it was... Uh, I, I don't use Snapchat, but I have it. And I found out how to go to the map and you can see on the map, like where the hotspots are for video. So I just saw like, oh, there's a big red spot up on, um, up on the 76. And then there's a bigger red spot down on like Sunset Junction. And you can just kind of see where the action is. Wow. Jeff has his finger in that direction. Yep. (laughs) Where people are Snapchatting stuff. Yeah, man. Okay. (laughs) He really has I mean, his finger on the pulse of gas station. I would imagine most parties. people saw it. Oh, sorry, Tony. I talked right over you. I'm so sorry. It's all right. It wasn't worth it. No, I'll see myself out. I would. I, what I was gonna say is, I imagine most people saw it on Instagram. That's all I had to say. I think I could be wrong, but my guess, I, the person that texted me about it was a comedian, and then I saw a little comedian pe- comedy people there. My guess is that Paul Shear and June Raphael had been doing some. In general, that corner had sort of become where the Black Lives Matter protests were and a few other gatherings over the course of the summer for socially distanced events. So I wouldn't be surprised if Paul Shear started it. Hmm. I forgot. I saw a picture of you and your wife, Tim, and that – I forget if it was Elizabeth Lame that posted it. Maybe. But that – you were one of the key people that made me go, all the cool people are there. Oh, no way. (laughs) And one lame (laughs) <laughs> Ouch. um so i got i was i got called out i was standing there watching the action and i i had my i had my arm around my wife's waist and uh and then Jim. paul f Tompkins called me out and and was like look at tim's sin because <laughs> i was standing up like i had traffic to my back and he said tim thought the traffic would hide his sin <laughs> i was legitimately embarrassed that i was uh, you know i don't know maybe i got too amorous because of the election news <laughs> um i feel like i didn't see now granted from inside my house, but I still do have ears. I didn't see anything in Burbank, which is where I am. Although on mm. Saturday morning, I woke up early and I looked at Twitter, um, which is what what I normally do. It wasn't because I was going to check the news, but <laughs> fortuitously, I saw you know the announcement that they it had been called, 
And the tweets were saying it had been called like a minute or the tweets were from like a minute before. So something, I mean, maybe it's just the vibes, but I suspect something, I heard noise somewhere, like maybe someone honked or something woke me up. So that, but then I didn't hear anything else all day. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I had it, a, it was, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, you, you, you. All right. All I, all I was going to say was I had a kind of sort of similar experience to where I woke up and I looked at Twitter and the, the things that I saw that, uh, were calling it were not quite from a minute. They were maybe five, ten minutes ago or something, but it was, it was crazy because it felt fake in the moment. Yeah. I, I looked at Twitter. I read the headline and, I'm not exaggerating at all when I say this. When I got to the end of the sentence, my whole neighborhood started cheering. <laughs> the wow. timing was just really They were waiting strange. for you to finish. That's, cool. yeah, that's <laughs> what I wanted. Does he know? <laughs> he read it. My neighborhood was also silent and it bummed me out. And then I saw like all these videos in New York of people going crazy and I stuck my head out the window and not a peep. Yeah, wow. we, we like posted up on, uh, I think we were... Somewhere uptown, and uh, it was like all day. This this one, you know, intersection was going crazy, and like when cars weren't going by, people were just in the street doing cartwheels and like popping champagne. <laughs> I Love will it. say that we drove down to Orange County um, yesterday. My parents are down there, and we passed a flag. Uh, like high up on a flagpole, flapping, and I felt this swell in my chest which I haven't felt in so long, possibly not ever to, in that way. Maybe a little bit after 9-11, the flag stirred something inside me. But um, it's just weird how quick, and I, again, I have to say, I know I'm, al- I'm potentially alienating people who do not share my political views. Uh, and yet you tune in to hear <laughs> me talk. So this is what I'm saying right now. Um, they want to hear about termites. It's, <laughs> don't, don't worry. <laughs> the insect content you've tuned in for is has not gone away um (laughs) it's just weird how a symbol and i I like to get into semi uh just kidding i was gonna say something about um semiotics but i'm not um it's weird how the flag which has meant something for these past four years can so quickly change yeah yeah seeing people wave the flag the american flag unironically out of like joy and celebration when for so long we were like, oh, mostly we see the the black uh, the Blue Lives Matter variant or mm-hmm. some other pairing of like a you know, Trump flag with it. Right. Uh, it, it's refreshing to be like, oh, yeah, we should take that back. We should always be taking that. And we just, live in that country. <laughs> yeah. Take, <laughs> like, take the tug of war and run with it. Right. That's ours. <laughs> I what for the first couple of days though, even though people had predicted it, they had said there's going to be a red mirage. They had said that it's, we're not going to know the, you know, the results for a few days. I still did feel pretty dismayed for the first couple of days. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Wednesday morning was like, Oh man, that's, this could be very well, different. Cause like yeah. common sense, you'd think like, great. So they have all the mail-in votes and the early votes. They're going to count those before we start because they they've had them for weeks and then you that's when i learned was the beginning of tuning in that all those ballots hadn't been counted yet and they couldn't count them in a lot of areas until like after the polls have been closed right um all right let's move on now to something lighter the sex cult that i am obsessed with (laughs) have you got are you guys all watching this have you already watched it i again I, i acknowledge this is in a lot of people's rear view but Tim I, I'm just it. late to it. 
Tim I, I watched every second of the vow. I have not heard the podcast or seen the new stars series. Um, but I was very vocal on Twitter that I hated the HBO series, <laughs> the vow. Did you always you hate it, or... Though, or did you start out liking it? Cause I started out oh. think, like the first four I thought were great. And exactly. then it went downhill fast. Well, I, I started watching thinking I, I'm, I'm from upstate New York and all that went down in Albany and stuff. And I, I hadn't I only just knew the word Nexium and it was a sex cult and I didn't know much about it. So I was very excited. Loved the first three. And then I just I've never got so mad <laughs> at a show. I don't know why it got under my skin. Maybe it's because it got me so good in the first couple. Now, were you tweeting or was this Linda Underwear? That was Linda Underwear, <laughs> but I sort of work as her liaison sometimes. Oh, you're a surrogate. <laughs> you do admit that you work with her then. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm a friend of I her see. husband. Yeah, I've Is actually she ever s- going to post a picture, uh, a different picture of herself? Not only will she not post a different picture, <laughs> she can't find the original picture. Uh, she went looking on Google Images to see if she could find that picture again and can't remember what she Googled, so. I was going to say, Tim, I've never seen you and Linda Underwear in the same room before. <laughs> sort of like a Clark Kent Superman thing. Hey, uh, uh, you know, maybe maybe this could be a movie. <laughs> so, just to catch everyone up, because last time you were on, we did talk quite a bit about Linda Underwear and her journey. Um, she broke up with her husband and realized that she liked women. <laughs> she but, briefly, she's but she's back briefly. with him, right? Yeah, I don't know that she does like women because I don't think it went too well with her new girlfriend. She just tweeted a lot about it, uh, but. I think once she got back together with her husband, everyone knew that that that's the relationship that really matters most to her. They were back together on Saturday because I think they were going to do a few extra pumps because somebody was going to like She's overjoyed. Anytime she can get a, just one or two extra pumps, she's really happy. But then she was talking about Melania's getting some <laughs> Melania getting some. Pumps well, that's too. a very good point. So you know, know. With Melania's husband leaving office, <laughs> he's usually very busy, but now he's going to have more free time. And right, it's possible right. Melania will be getting some more pumps. Time for more pumps. Okay. Do you think she wants that? I don't. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Melania, I, I have, I, I would want as few pumps as possible from Donald. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tim, I didn't think you got very political. Uh, when it comes to pumps, I, I have strong <laughs> sure. opinions. Sure. So, Tim, Jeff, Mike. Yes. You guys are banned. The Sloppy Boys. Are you all in the Birthday Boys as well? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. So how did you all meet and which, uh, which, which franchise, if that's the right word, started first? I know it's not the podcast about drinks. <laughs> I, lo- I, I, I definitely want us to start referring to all of them as franchises. I like, yeah, yeah, I like that. We're like Roy Kroc. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the crumbling franchises. Um, we all met in college and then uh, Birthday Boys started first. And Birthday Boys is a sketch comedy group, and Mike Mitchell from the Doughboys is also in the Birthday. The Birthday Boys has like a how many people are in the Birthday Boys? Twenty or thirty? Too many. Yeah, way too many. <laughs> a lot. We uh, um, Eddie Pepitone uh, uh, at a stand-up show uh, made fun of us for like twenty minutes one time, and he referred to us as thirty-five cowards. <laughs> uh, but there are six of us, and we're the musical guys. We started we. We started off, our first show was playing a, a party where we were kind of celebrating a birthday boys thing. And then we were like, hey, maybe we'll keep playing <laughs> music. We're a bad band, basically, is the thing about our band. Yeah. The, the songs don't sound good. Uh, and we, we all lived in a house together. And even before we had that show, uh, I remember one time we had a U-Haul 
Did we get the drum set that early, the day we all bought beds? We moved to yeah, L.A. We and we all bought beds? I, I think we got a drum set before any beds. Day of, yeah. So <laughs> we, we moved here with no furniture and slept on our bath towels on on the carpet, <laughs> got a U-Haul to all buy beds. And then before we turned in the U-Haul, we were like, hey, we have time to look at Craigslist and get some new stuff. And we got a <laughs> shitty drum set that we put next to, next to Tim's bed downstairs. And so we would like jam after work and stuff. That was the the yeah the humble beginnings. Where did you guys go to college? Ithaca. Ithaca. Oh, so you're from the the cold wilds of upstate New York, all of you. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Where and I know Mike, you're in Philadelphia right now, but you mm-hmm. live in New York, right? And where are you from originally? Rochester. And what about you, Jeff? Um, a Londonderry, New Hampshire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful place. Beautiful. Um, wait, why is... Oh, I'm about to... This is going to be a really dumb thing. Why is New Hampshire so much in my mind right now? The pr- Is this a swing state? Primaries? No, I feel Adam like... Adam Sandler? Ninja Turtles. No. <laughs> the Halloween. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. Do I need to see it? Is it good? Um, I, I liked, liked it. it. I laughed, but actually, I, I think it's set in Massachusetts. It's set in Salem. No, there's something nefarious in New Hampshire. Oh, I know, because I just read a book about um, St. Paul's School. What's that? What's that? Oh, St. Paul's School is a super elite private boarding school. Mm. That it's, it might be like one of the oldest boarding, it's high school, boarding high schools ah. in the country. It's in, oh my God, I just read a whole 400-page book about it. I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of the city. Um, but this... So it's like super exclusive, super elite, like a very, everyone there goes on to Ivy League schools. And this woman, Lacey Crawford, wrote a book called Notes on a Silencing about being sexually assaulted while she was there. Yay. She's like 40, I want to say 46 now. Yeah. Um, and it happened when she was 15 and the school basically covered it up. Um, and that took her years to write about it, but she has been like 51 other students have reached out to her basically. Yeah. That sounds like my high school. I'm, <laughs> what I'm was not, your high school like? I'm not, I'm not joking. Uh, Bishop Girton high school in Nashua. Uh, we were a brothers of the sacred heart school. Mm-hmm. And during my four years there, the police came and arrested one of the brothers who was like one of the administrative guys. He wasn't even really a teacher and let him out in handcuffs. And then word started to get out. Like the, the school kind of got in front of it. They were like, brother, I forget what his name is. Brother X, I don't want to accidentally say the wrong one. Brother X had a relate a consensual relationship with a student a long time ago at a different school, <laughs> and everybody was just like, "Oh, okay, yeah." Like we side with brother. What's his name? And then I saw the movie Spotlight upon moving to L.A., and I was like, "This is exactly my school." And the Spotlight section was in the Boston Globe, which we got. So. There was a thing where the brothers would shuffle each other around when there mm. was uh, an allegation or something went wrong. They would just move them and yes. not address it. Yeah. that In this book, you find out that one of the teachers, and it was actually students who had assaulted her, but then oh. there was this huge investigation and some of the teachers, and they, it was all like they were like rectors and I forget all the religious names of what they were. It was a religious school, but um, that sucks. they Burn it would- down. They would just like move them to a diff- write glowing recommendations and move them to a different school instead of doing anything disciplinary. 
oh my God, what is the city? Tony, can you look up St. Paul's School? Yeah. Manchester is my guess. Um, that feels right. But I don't think it was. Concord. 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 That's Concord. the capital. That's the capital, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's interesting. I've known some people who went there and they all talk about it like it was this like magical place in a forest. Like they, and they went on to good colleges and they didn't love the colleges, but they did love their high school, which is hard for me. I just went to a public high school, but it's hard for me to imagine loving high school. But this place was so, such a, you know, special place to them. And then to read this book, it's like so much dark stuff happened there. But it, the book is really about how, and this sounds like happened at your high school as well, how institutions that are supposed to protect individuals will sacrifice the individual in order to protect themselves. Yeah. But yep. it's weird. How much does that really protect? If they just came out, if they cut down on it right away and they said, we found out we have this bad teacher and we're going to help him get prosecuted and sent to jail, then we would all love that school. You know, I, but you would I, trust that I think that's true if it, if it was like the first time, but I think a lot of these places, it's like, this it's has like been happening for a hundred years. <laughs> My my Catholic high school was also on that list of spotlight schools. After I saw the movie, I saw that and was like, whoops. And, uh, <laughs> but it was weird. My, my school, like a lot of these schools are prestigious. Mine mm-hmm. was sort of, it was a Catholic private school that was like going out of business while I was there. <laughs> so it was like this, it was like falling apart and there were less and less students. And, and uh, so I think that they just, but they had like over the years fired and hid a lot of brothers. They did, Oof. they took part in that as well. Yeah. Mike, but, any skeletons in your high school's closet? No. <laughs> Nothing exciting. McQuaid Boys School? <laughs> yeah. We didn't uh, apparently we, we, I guess we didn't have any. I forgot you went to an all boys school. Mhm. Yeah. No, uh, no, it's, I don't think anybody had anything like that that I knew of. What do you think of going to an all boys school? Um, it was okay. I think it uh it would took like a lot of pressure off in certain ways, but then made it sort of uh, like it, dealing with the opposite sex and in, in like just becoming friends with females and stuff was like a little took a, a, a second step. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we, we were friends with the girls from our uh, sister school, but it was like, oh, we don't get to see them all the time. So it's kind of like we have to only see them on the weekends or after school or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, was it hard for you to be um, calm and normal around them? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys met at Ithaca and um, formed the birthday. Did did all the birthday boys, all thirty of you, move out to California together? We did, much, yeah, yeah. Because we all interned in LA. There's a strong internship program from Ithaca to LA, and we were all out here for the same like whatever four months the year prior, and we all said. If we all graduate, let's move out together. <laughs> well, and, and when we were doing that internship program junior year, we lived at the Oakwood Apartments. Uh, oh. Valley. You know, famously where all the child actors live during pilot season. Oh, yeah. Frankie Muniz was their king. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and we that was all the kids. It was, it was all these 10-year-olds walking around with cell phones and yelling at their agents. <laughs> Did you know and that's, it's where Rick James, Rick James died. Then. That is exactly what I was going to say. Uh, like couple months after we left? Oh, wow. I, Damn. That guy's a super a freak. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in love, 
didn't Paul Russ' character live? Either they filmed it there or it li- he lived yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. They called it something else, but he and we, we did shoot some stuff there. But uh, sorry, I, I've Tim and I have been on it. I just want to get that out. Yes, we've <laughs> shot there. <laughs> Who did you? I loved that Full show. Disclosure: I was um, Wade, uh, but I had longer hair. I was one of the buddies, and I was <clears throat> Walt, and I had shorter hair. <laughs> Um, but that is autobiographical. Paul in real life, uh, after a, a breakup, he, after a quick move out from a, an apartment he shared with an ex-girlfriend, he very, uh, briefly lived at the Oakwood apartments and that's what inspired that. What internships did you guys do? Kilborn. Uh, I, and Mike was there too. The Craig I did a few. Yeah, I did oh. with Tim and, uh, also. I was like, uh, I'm not familiar with this record label. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, did. Uh, I also okay. did uh, on the Warner Brothers lot some small production company called Thunder Road, which I don't even know if it's around anymore. It's a Springsteen song. No, yeah, they did Welcome to Mooseport before ah, I got there. Oh, yeah. Romano. I did uh, James Cameron's company, actually. And uh, this was pre-Avatar, and everybody was really secretive about, about Project 880. And at one point, I oh. got... At one point, I gathered the courage to ask the person that I was reporting to. I was like, hey, what's... Uh, What's Project 880? And they were like, shh, Project 880 is Avatar. <laughs> it's Avatar. And, and that was it. And then two years later, Avatar came out. It's about but, big Smurfs. But I did see um, <laughs> I did see Peter Jackson the day after he won the Oscar for Return of the King in the elevator. Oh, cool. Was he so still wearing a tux? I just said congratulations. He didn't have any shoes on. Really? Hmm. No. He had no. shoes on. <laughs> Uh, so Mike and Tim, you guys interned on the Craig Kilborn, sh- the show that filmed mm-hmm. on yeah. the CBS. So I was a magazine journalist for years. I don't know what years you guys were there though. Although that show wasn't on for that long, was we it? Were right at the very end. I think it was canceled in, in Oh five. Four? Oh four. Five. So, and it was like the last three months of the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I went, they, I was writing about bands twice that were playing on the show and I accompanied them to like, write, And that was part of the story, but I think it was, probably before you guys were there, it was Save Ferris and a band mm. called Wank. Mm. Does <laughs> ring any bells? Wank doesn't. I know Save Ferris. Uh, that's a great band. When we were there, the Walkmen played on. That was the cool band we had. Oh, yeah. Tenure. I remember and one I, time J.C. Chazé. Is that how, the NSYNC guy? Yeah. J.C. Yeah. Chaz- yeah. Chavez. What's his name? Chazé. I think Chazé, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he was. He wanted to do his thing, and we, he shot it before the show for some reason. I think he had something to do. And he was wearing these big like pirate boots that he refused to lace up all the way. And they kept one kept opening it up, opening up and like falling off. And he's like, all right, hold on. We have to do this again. And like, I think they did four takes and they were just like, just tie them up. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, oh, man, the Segway Queen has been stumped. <laughs> Oof. Uh, you know what's awesome that i want to tell you guys about crate joy i don't know if you're familiar with crate joy um certainly you are familiar with subscription boxes and different kinds of subscription boxes crate joy is a place that has they it's like a a a one-stop shop for all different kinds of subscription boxes i went to the website and i i'm I'm not exaggerating. I saw like 400 things that I decided I needed to subscribe to. It's great for you. It's great as a gift. I think it's also just an ingenious idea and I wish I had come up with it. Um, 
there are subscription box, like anything you can think of, there is a subscription box. There are multiple subscription boxes, uh, ones that interested me that would maybe interest you. Uh, there's all sorts of like beauty and makeup boxes. There's cool cocktail kits. There's all sorts of snacks. There are boxes. There's escape room boxes. There's mystery boxes. There's book boxes, um, craft boxes, and DIY and craft kits for craft- crafters of all ages. So I saw ones. My husband is super in, is very creative and super into crafts. And I was like, these would be perfect for Daniel. There's ones that would be perfect for my kids. Um, it's just really, it's really cool. Uh, and it's with the holiday season coming up. It just makes a great gift. Uh, looking to give the perfect gift or to treat yourself, you can shop thousands of subscription boxes all in one place and get 30% off your first box when you sign up at CrateJoy.com slash best friend. That's right. Sign up today at CrateJoy, C-R-A-T-E, Joy, J-O-Y.com slash best friend to get 30% off your first box and early access to all CrateJoy's holiday specials. Again, that's CrateJoy.com slash best friend. Crate joy, get joy delivered right to your door. I also want to tell you guys about my favorite socks, Bombas. Uh, I don't. Are you guys familiar with Bombas? They hug your feet. Okay. They'll From make Shark you Tank, right. Were they? Maybe they should have. They been. at least went out. Maybe they didn't get a deal, but they were on Shark Tank. <laughs> when you wear Bombas, it'll make you hate the rest of your socks, and they do that on purpose. Because I know that when I put mine on, I was like, why? Aren't all socks like this? Why don't all socks hug my feet and make me feel like I can fly? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't recommend trying it in your Bombas, but I mean, they're just great. When you give someone a super comfortable Bombas socks, you're not only giving someone a gift they'll love, you're also donating a specially designed pair to someone in need because for every pair of socks Bombas sells, they donate a pair to someone experiencing homelessness across the U.S. And since socks are the number one most requested clothing item in homeless shelters, the generosity of giving Bombas will make a meaningful impact this holiday season. They're specially engineered to be the most comfortable pair of socks you and everyone on your gift list has ever worn. Make them hate the rest of their socks. They spent years perfecting every detail, like eliminating those annoying toe seams, making sure their socks never slip, and creating a special midfoot support system. From comfort to kindness and everything in between, Bombas aren't just givable. They were made to give. Go to bombas.com slash best friend today and get 20% off your first order. That's bombas, B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash best friend, bombas.com slash best friend. All right. And I'm we're in. back. I'm buying some. Do it. Bombas.com slash best friend. Tone zone. Yeah. What's going on with you? We need a Tony update. Oh, I was I was not prepared for this. I uh, know. <laughs> I should have told you ahead of time. Uh nothing. <laughs> are, are you still playing bass, Tony? I saw that on uh uh yeah, on I've the, been uh, Instagram. Yeah, that's kind of been like my uh my uh pandemic activity to right. try and keep busy is get better at base uh are you enjoying it or is it yeah you know? no that that's why i was stuck with it, it was just, i mean i like dabbled for a long time but uh, i was like i want to like make an effort to kind of get better uh, hey tony working on some arpeggios huh you slapping that thing uh, no <laughs> no Ooh. not so much slapping no not so much. you gotta try it all right all right okay could uh, you though would i like could would you could you could you uh not do you know well. how sort of but not well like i can't do it well uh jeff do you do that not with that attitude tony come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm i'm bad but i do it 
<laughs> yeah, I'll slap maybe. anything. I'll whatever instrument you want. I'll slap a drum, a guitar, a piano. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about deciding to do a podcast about drinks. Now, I've heard here for the beer. So I assumed you guys just liked beer, but it turns out you like all cocktails. Yeah, we can't get on the same page. We have a song that we <laughs> one song says we don't drink anything because we only smoke weed. And then we have another song saying that we like every cocktail. Uh, well, this I, it, I think it came out. We had all these drinking songs, but then uh, coming out with an album this summer, we didn't get the tour and we were sad about not touring. So we did this thing where. Um, we were having Friday night Zoom rooms with Sloppy Boys fans and we could meet uh, fans and talk and it sort of kind of quickly became that every Friday we were drinking something specific or we had theme nights. <laughs> and then and then when uh, when we were done doing those nights, we said, I think this is a podcast. Yeah. And we found this official list too because we could just arbitrarily come up with things we want to drink. But we found that there are there's something – there's less than 100 – cocktails on the official international bartenders association list ah. that they use for like world competition we're like we'll go down that list and so you guys are saying iba not ipa but iba, IBA on the show yeah. and i this is what you're referring to yeah we need to enunciate i guess no yeah. it didn't sound like ipa i w- i was just making it clear because i i need to enunciate <laughs> you are enunciating i knew it was iba <laughs> don't you worry nice <laughs> it could have been me. I, I was, uh, for the first couple episodes, I was talking into the wrong end of this microphone <laughs> oh, for, yeah. I think, the first four episodes. Uh, I was talking right down the top of it. The, the three of us are, are co-hosts, but for many episodes, it sounded like, like me and Jeff were the hosts and Mike was our weird guest who was really far in the background. <laughs> Calling in on a phone. What, uh, what kind of mic is that? This is a pile. P-Y-L-E. Oh, shit. oh. Only the best. <laughs> hey, there it is. I got this right when uh, quarantine started, like a month into quarantine, and uh, I've been talking into it the wrong way for like six months on podcasts and shows and stuff. <laughs> so I apologize to all the podcasts I was on. I feel like microphones need, to, and maybe they do, but microphones need to make it clear where you're supposed to talk into because I I always thought you just talk like no, the opposite. I don't know. Yeah. I thought you just talked into the top of it, but there's plenty of microphones where I guess I think it's called the capsule is like on the front of it and you sort of just talk at it. That's yeah, exactly that's the pile. Yeah. And you know what they should Crazy. do is put a little, you know, a basketball backboard has the little orange square on it. Go yeah. ahead and put that on the microphone. Let me know yeah. what I'm supposed to hit. Or put a little backboard so the sound bounces off. <laughs> right. <laughs> or put a little target for... You know, people who like to voice shoot things with here. their voice. Yes, exactly. Do you guys remember? Um, it's a it's a fair or carnival game. I think I've only played it at Circus Circus, where you shoot water like into a clown's mouth and mm-hmm. it fills up a balloon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's not that fun. Not that fun. Um, <laughs> the one that's a li- <laughs> the one that's a little more fun is the one where you squeeze the water and it goes into like. Uh, hole and your horse moves on the top, you know. Oh, <laughs> that's, I uh... haven't done that. I don't know if I've done that one, but I have done the one where you roll the ball and, like, if it goes into the three, it goes. Oh, the horse. Moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's pretty. Fun. I'm actually. I haven't done it in a long time, but I used to be weirdly good at that game where there's like a little ramp and the bowling ball has to go over the first hump, but yes. not over the second. Oh, yes, yeah. 
Interesting. What can I do with that talent? <laughs> Win more Cartman toys at the fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how, how many Cartman <laughs> stuffed Cartmans do you have? <laughs> well, I what I do have more than one of is a Snoopy dressed as Boy George, Boy Snoopy. <laughs> oh wow! That was a long time ago. That I was won last that at a fair. This was at Circus Circus as well. Uh-huh. Circus Circus in Las Vegas. Um, we used to vacation in Las Vegas, and this was mm-hmm. back before there was like anything for kids to do. So my parents would hire these. Just what? What can one say about a babysitter that works for the hotel? They were <laughs> oh. characters, and then occasionally, like every trip when we would go to Vegas. Um, at the end, usually my parents would take us to Circus Circus. I'm like, we live for that. We live for uh-huh. going to the mall and going to the pool. And then we just hope the babysitters were kind of fun. And they off, they usually weren't. Wow, that's um, great. Do you, do you yeah. like, do you go to Vegas now or do you like it? I really don't that much. Yeah. Um, I was excited when I turned 21 so I could gamble. And I did, I gambled a few times. And then the last time I went, I didn't even gamble. Like the last two times I didn't even have a desire to gamble like yeah. at all. Um, and I figured why make myself, if, if it doesn't appeal to me, like why make myself do something where I'm for sure going to lose money. Right. Um, so yeah, I went when I was, God, I'm was, the exact opposite, by the way. I think I'm going to win a bunch and, uh, I lose every time I go to that roulette table and get up and go down. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's weird because when I was into it, I was I, like, I was playing craps because, you know, you get the best odds. And I mean, you right, lose right. money so fast at craps or you win so fast, which I have not experienced, I don't think. Maybe a craps little bit. Craps is so intimidating to walk up to that, that table and be like, hey, I want to try this. And the yes. dice are flat around. I'm like, no, thanks. <laughs> it really is. And I remember I made an error and I felt so stupid. And it was like I had just confuse the come line with the past line. I don't even know what these, these things mean anymore. Um, but I think I was like trying to convince them like, I know what I'm doing. And then I mm-hmm. like, so didn't. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't really love it. Do you guys love Las Vegas? I enjoy I going. Mike sets up shop at a roulette table and plays all night and walks out the next morning with no money. That's his version <laughs> of Vegas. I, feel, I, don't, I don't really like to gamble or, or I'm just like not good at it. So it took me a while to figure out what to do there. And now I do feel like I like to go like off the strip and then like find an old bar or something like yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that or, or like go to re- the restaurants are really good. But I am I, – I kind of – gambling, I, I wish I could get in the spirit of it. Everyone's having so much fun, but I, I just lose $200 right away and then I frown. Yeah. It's never worked out for me and I used to like it, like it when I was you know 21 or 25 or whatever. But I will say, Tim, I mentioned this to you the other day. I'm, I'm starting to get a little hankering for Vegas because I've been such a shut-in. Right. When Everything we get our vaccines, so that now. could be good. Yeah. It's fun to walk around on the street like on the sidewalk with a drink too. That's – Oh, yeah. I like kind of walking right out of a place holding a drink. It's exciting to me. <laughs> now, like a normal drink in a rocks glass or some kind of tall drink? And then I'm not talking about the tall drinks on your podcast. I'm talking about like the tall, embarrassing drinks. The big, the plastic yard. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Something like that. Anything they'll let me carry. <laughs> I'll carry two drinks. Tony, how do you feel about Vegas? Uh, I'm... I liked it kind of similar to Jeff. I liked it a lot the first few times I went, uh, and I found myself liking it less and less over the years. Um, I don't mind going here and there. 
Uh, but yeah, I don't like seek it out or anything. But it does uh, kind of the same thing though, where it is it does sound a little appealing right now, just because it's it would yeah. Be, although not not really because I don't want to be in a casino right now. With, well, it's uh, up and going, man. You I can know. go. We I can know. go this weekend. <laughs> I wish I loved it like my parents did because it's easy to get to and it's pretty cheap. Yeah, like it'd yeah. be great to have right. your favorite vacation place. I mean, I don't know that it was their favorite, but I think they thought it was like manageable and it was mm-hmm. close and it was cheap. Yeah. And you could get a, a hotel room is like $60. They just want to get you into the town and, right. and trick you there. Right. It's funny. Um, oh, you know ahead, how uh, we've talked about before how I like doing uh, uh, creepy stuff and uh, creeping around, <laughs> creeping around where people have died. Um, I had one of those in Vegas. I was having a fun night with friends, but I was like, "Hey, let's go see where Tupac got shot." <laughs> and I Jeez. and I made everybody walk over, and we went down this back alley, and I was like, "This is where Tupac got shot." <laughs> and, it, and it was a bachelor cool. party, and I think I just bummed everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> no. It was funny when you were saying like you go out of the strip and like check out stuff. I ran a marathon once in Las Vegas and you run, you start and you run through the Vegas strip and it's awesome and the bright lights and stuff and people are like cheering for you. And then you get outside the strip and you're just in like the Vegas suburbs mm-hmm. and it's like, it was dark and quiet and like Bones, a lot of people cactuses. who had like cinder block uh, fences around their house. It was very weird. Yeah. Like I never think of Vegas as having anything besides like the bright lights and the cash. Yeah, it's weird. I, I didn't. I was just gonna say I dated a girl that whose family lived in Vegas, so I weirdly spent a lot of time in Vegas, but not in Vegas. Like, she's yeah, technically yeah. Vegas, but like didn't feel like Vegas at all. And uh, yeah, it has its little spots that can be okay, and like that you know, where it's a little more laid back and fun. But yeah, right, it was right. weird spending that much time there, uh, and just like, oh, this could be. It kind of could be anywhere, but at the same time, everything's just brown. and vegas has no exports it's like really it's people come in there and drop their money but it's just on gambling so they they don't have any like uh manufacturing or exports or anything people just show up and good times jeff yeah that's true (laughs) memories and i was gonna say mike i didn't know you're a marathon runner yes i've done uh two marathons and three half marathons two half marathons tim and jeff does he does his personality change when he's training for the marathon yeah he gets juiced up and he gets really aggressive though <laughs> <laughs> no, if for real he does you would just never notice hanford just like oh, i'm gonna run a marathon and then he starts running a lot and then he runs a marathon and then he stops running between marathons <laughs> he could just do it at the drop of a hat it's admirable I, mike i did 13 miles twice during the quarantine just going out and doing it wow like nothing else happening <laughs> Do you have like a marathon buddy or is this just, just you, just solo? Uh, just solo. And actually the last time I did that, I, a friend of mine in LA was like training to run a marathon. And right as I was heading out the door, he was like, hey, I just ran a half. And he showed me like he screen grabbed his little map on his phone. I was like, cool. I was just going out to run. Maybe I'll do a half marathon. <laughs> I did just to like send him mine and be like, I did it too. <laughs> I am one of those people where I can't even run – like, I really just can't run. Yeah. I, I, I remember running to this glass jaw song many years ago that was five minutes long. And I'm like, I just have to run for the duration of this song. Like, it, I just find it <laughs> really uncomfortable. And I've heard from other people who are like that. And I feel like it's usually a, a lady thing. <clears throat> 
I don't know many dudes who are like, I just physically, I cannot, my body's not, does not allow me to run. Oh, I hate it. Um, yeah, I you do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, have you, like, there've been times where I'm like, I'm going to do three miles and I just hate every minute of it. And when I get back, I'm like, that's like the cap for me comfortably is like, it's like three miles. I, the cap you for me comfortably is like three minutes, <laughs> three steps. <laughs> I, but I got a weird hybrid of all of these where I have, I run, I've run two miles Every day of my adult life, basically. I don't skip a day. I always run two miles, and I cannot run three miles. <laughs> like, that is just exactly what my body will allow me to do. One more step, I'm, like, dead. Does it hurt, or is it like you're winded? Winded. I'm just too, I'm just too uh, wimpy. I feel like my but heart's going to pound out of my chest. But can you do two miles and, like, have a conversation at the same time, like magazine articles say you're supposed to? No, that, I, I, that's tricky for me. I, in fact, I, one time I was out doing my sad little two mile jog and Hanford was midway through one of his like eight mile jogs and he came up. Remember this on Los Feliz Boulevard, Mike? You yeah, came yeah. up behind me and then we were uh, like keeping pace together for a little <laughs> bit and we were talking and then Mike took off and ran for the rest of the day and even just chit chatting for maybe 40 seconds like <laughs> killed me and my lungs hurt. I can't talk at all. Were you? I think you were wearing a full sweatsuit too, like a full gray sweatsuit, which I thought was so funny to see. Like you looked like a Rocky guy, like a Rocky (laughs) jogger. Well, I had I had made a rule to myself, like in my like early twenties when I started running. I was like, I'm not going to put any money into this because I think Mm -hmm. I'm going to not stick with it. And then I ran every day for like ten years, and I was like, okay, maybe I'll buy some stuff. And what I what I bought was just like, yeah, running gear from the 1930s for some reason. (laughs) So I do every, LA Marathon. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was saying you do it every single day, Tim. Yeah, every like day. on tour, you do it and stuff too. Nope, not on tour. <laughs> on tour, I get really drunk and I get hungover and I don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but every other day. Yes. No. I, I. I feel like I should. That would be the real mark of commitment: is to go down to that that hotel. Uh, uh, gym and run on the treadmill, even when you're on a vacation or something. Mm. Uh, maybe I'll get into that someday. Did you do it the day you got married? Um, I swam laps the day I got married. So no, I was staying at a Ooh. hotel and I said, maybe I'll do this. Look at you, Mike. I talked over you. I was about to say, oh, you were talking about what you run in. Uh, when I did the LA marathon, there was these, a group of three guys who were dressed as Elvis, like the Vegas Elvis look. And they had this, uh, like baby, uh, stroller filled with like water bottles that they were handing out to people. And they weren't even involved in the race. Like they didn't have the bibs or the numbers and they were just running with us and going like back and forth and they would pass me one way and then pass me the other way. And we're just like running circles around and not even involved in the race at all other than to like cheer people on and help. It was so like the rest of us are all dying and my, I felt like my like legs were going to fall off and they're like, Hey, here you want some water? We got water. Damn. Who are you? I hate them. Yeah. Or I'm inspired by them. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I want to tell you guys about KiwiCo. KiwiCo is uh, something that my son is in love with, and I am in love with it as well. They send you uh, hands-on science and art projects. They have them for kids of all ages, so they have like different crate lines depending on what age your kids are. It's everything needed to spark curiosity and kindle creative thinking, which makes KiwiCo the perfect gift. I love it because I like to let a few of them pile up and then I stash them away. And then when I need a fun project to distract my son, I bring one out. However, recently he found all of them 
And he loves them so much that he has demanded to open them. So now we're going to need some new KiwiCo boxes. So I can't wait for the new ones to arrive. With KiwiCo, kids can engineer a walking robot, design a paint pendulum, conduct bubbling chemistry experiments, and more, all from the comfort of home. Um, I think one of Elliot's favorites is from when he was a little bit younger was there's like this fabric that uh, – that makes a little pouch and then you open it and it makes a lake and there's these little fish and a little fishing pole with Velcro and he still plays with it all the time. You can like go fishing in the lake. It's super cool. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code Allison at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo, K-I-W-I-C-O.com, promo code Allison. Again, that's KiwiCo.com, promo code Allison. So I want to do just mirror everyone in a moment, but um, I was curious, Mike, you, so you used to live out here, hence the uh, running with Tim, but you moved to New York recently. Yes. Uh, last year. Right. What, what made you decide to move? My girlfriend's from New York and uh, she's been wanting to go back for a couple of years and we just figured out, yeah, let's give it a whirl. How are you feeling? And I, I like New York. I, I like New York a lot. Are you happier there? Uh, maybe not happier or least less happy, but also the, the, being here for seven months of the pandemic has been weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird to move a place and then a couple it's months in be shut down. Not your classic Big Apple experience. No, no. It's a little different. Well, plus it hit the city so hard. I mean, people were for sure. predicting yeah. and I think, that it's- I think the numbers like just went up yesterday, so we're probably going to be doing the same thing. My friend What's just it? got... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, um, you go ahead. Uh, my friend just got back from New York and he was saying that they do a better than we do it here in LA. Like the restaurants and bars are much more mm-hmm. figured out as far as you, know, you get the menu on your phone. So you don't have to handle all the menus mm. and there's a lot of beer gardens. Right, right, right. It's a lot of it. Uh, all the restaurants have their like tables out in the like bus lane of the street. And maybe like, like New York, New York is more designed for walking anyway. So you guys right. roll with the punches better. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. New Yorkers. We know how to roll with that type of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Are you are you going out? Are, is everyone going to restaurants? I have not been to one yet. I've I've never I haven't been in a restaurant. Like I haven't I haven't eaten indoors, but I've eaten outside. And how so, does it um, feel? It feels. It depends on the restaurant. Like I won't go to a place if like all the tables are filled, mm-hmm. and you know even if they put like some glass up between people, I kind of like what need to be away from people. Yeah. And Jeff, um, you but I have to- been on the subway, and like the subway is pretty. Everyone's masked. Is it? Are there a lot of people on the subway? Uh, no, it's definitely gone down. You can, you know, get some space. But right. if a train pulls up and it's packed, I won't get on. Yeah, that sounds kind of harrowing. And Jeff, yeah. you went to a restaurant in LA. Yeah, I mean, I've done like a lot of grab and go type stuff. Um, I try not to dine in. I don't think I. I think I've dined in at one place, but. Uh, yeah, it's not great. It's not it's not fun to walk around and uh Yeah. I, I think people have kind of gotten on with their lives. They just do it with masks now, but it is hard to mm-hmm. just kinda like, I'm just gonna tune out this thing I know is happening. Yeah. Right. I've definitely gone back to my old practice of like I got comfortable enough where after I finish the meal, I call for the chef and I give him a big kiss on the face <laughs> and the mouth. I'll hug him and hug the whole staff. But yeah, I've kind of gotten back to that. <laughs> It's so interesting culturally. In Japan, I think that's considered rude. 
<laughs> so you would be weird out there, Mike. I'd be weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's bizarre. Um, all right. So let's do some just me or everyone. This is where people write in with things they think or do. And they wonder, is it just me or is it everyone? People submit them on Twitter. And I think you guys might have some as well. Is that right? I do. Yes. Excellent. Let's hear the song. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. Well, let's start with our guest, Just Me or Everyone's. Who wants to go first? Uh, okay. So <laughs> we're doing something that we... We do. We think we do. We think other. We want to know if other people do it. Yeah. Something you. Yeah. Something you do. Or I always say I. I make it complicated by saying something you think or do because it can just be like I always have this particular thought, you know. But basically, it's something you do, and you wonder is it just you or is it everyone? Okay. I, I am assuming this isn't everyone, but I'm curious if anyone does this. So anytime I'm eating like a full meal uh, of like a protein, starch, and vegetable. I will most often say it's a steak, a baked potato, and like steamed vegetables. I will eat the vegetables first to get them out of, out of the way. Hell Entirely? Yeah. Yep. I yeah. do that too. Yep. You do? Yeah. Just because it's like vegetables, are, the steak and the potatoes are the fun part. Exactly. Like, let's get that. Uh, it's like the, the, pre, the pregame. Get that out of the way. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> I'll let's tell get you, to the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Mike, um, whenever I eat Lucky Charms, the cereal, I will eat all the oats first so that I wow. just have a mouthful of marshmallows for the last couple bites. <laughs> I can relate to that. Um, I think that I used to do, I remember eating the grape Smarties cause they're, I feel they're the grossest of what's already kind of a gross candy. But then at a certain point I realized like, Oh, well if I'm not, if I don't really care for a certain food, just don't eat it. Um, so then I was right. like, you know, I mean, around, that was probably like around the time of realizing, of trying to diet as well and all that stuff. So it's like, I'm only going to eat the thing I want. But I, but I can relate to like wanting to get the, wanting to leave the part you like best. Right. It's, it is an amazing feeling to realize when you're an adult that you can, that you're like, I, I don't have to have a big plate of Brussels sprouts <laughs> if I don't want to. I like, Mike, I like picturing that you order <laughs> or make for yourself a plate of food and you're like, boom, got to trudge through this broccoli. <laughs> well, I understand the vitamins and minerals are very important I for a healthy minerals. lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will. Can I call Jeff out on something here? Is speaking of like you can try adult. We when we were all living together, Jeff went out and got a big bag of like cocktail shrimp and took all the the uh, tails off and put them in a bowl and mixed it with uh, cocktail sauce and ate it like cereal. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's a Wait. baller move. What's wrong with that? <laughs> you put. The tails in the bowl? No, 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 no. Oh, just the okay. regular shrimp. Shrimp. I can understand that. What's wrong with that? It's like eating meatballs or something. Yeah. <laughs> these were the tiny little shrimp? The tiny, tiny like, shrimp? Oh, shrimp? I think they were Allison, yeah, Allison, these are full-size shrimp. Okay. Oh, these are colossal jumbo. Because if they were the bay <laughs> shrimp, which are the little tiny ones, then I could see, like, I'm just going to use a spoon. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good move. Or langostino? <laughs> Is that what they call them? Langostinos are, like, the tiny, tiny little dudes? I don't, I don't know. think so. I think I they're know, bay shrimp. Yeah. And I know that when I was little, I liked bay shrimp because I thought they were cute and little. And then now they kind of, they give me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, they're mm. weird. I, as a, I like shrimp cocktail, but as a flavor, 
um, I'm not, when I think about it, I'm not super into shrimp. Mm. I realize there's a lot of inconsistency in what I just said. I just said I like <laughs> shrimp, but I don't like shrimp. But like, there, like, I think there's a cream of shrimp soup and there's shrimp flavored crackers and things like that, which I can't get behind. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, that's very popular in, in Japan, right? Prawn prawn snacks like prawn is one yeah. of the, the way that we have salt and vinegar or something oh yeah uh-huh. I, I don't like um i feel like shrimp is a waste of sushi like if i'm doing sushi get shrimp out of here yes and then um, i but, don't want that piece it's like what a dud <laughs> what a dud right and then um but i will say i've had shrimp on pizza and that's re- worked really well for me oh no? no i'm getting a big no from allison <laughs> no thank you and Damn. Thank you for explaining what I was doing to the people who are just listening. I was so thrown by that that I forgot that I'm hosting a show and I just really <laughs> leaned into my shaking my head. I Okay, a segment within a segment. I also do a segment where it's called Yes, Please or Oh, Please. Tim has done this multiple times. Ooh. I started, I invented this kind of thing and then, you know, tired or wired came out, hot or not, et cetera. But I invented this Um, and we're looking for hot takes. So I don't want to hear anything diplomatic. I don't want lukewarm. I want a strong reaction. And we have a song. He said, yes, please give me some of that. Oh, oh, please. That's much crap. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the question is shrimp on pizza, and I give that an, and I always forget which is, I give that an oh, please, that sounds so not good to me, no thank you. (laughs) Is it because of cheese? Is it because of dairy and seafood together? Gotta be. Oh. It it skeeves people out. Yeah, it's just the idea of that, that seafood flavor and that texture on pizza i mean the thing is like actually when i think about cocktail sauce is tomato based so maybe it doesn't have to be so gross but it feel it just feels gross to me like i don't want to mix seafood with pizza and i also don't want a hot shrimp i'm a big old yes please uh mike you've had johnny's remember we used to work at a place and there was a johnny's pizzeria Uh uh-huh and they had like a shrimp pizza and it was good I don't remember it. I, I am a uh, yes, please, because I want to try it, but I don't remember that. Yes, please, wow. I'd like to try it. <laughs> yes, please, I'd like to try it. And yes, please, I think I would like it. Um, I'm a passionate yes, please. Uh, there's a place I go to in Saratoga Springs, New York, where they give you a bunch of lemon wedges to squeeze on your shrimp pizza, and it's delicious. Ugh. And then broadening out to seafood in general, in New Haven, Connecticut, they get all this <laughs> clam pizza that I know oh. that sounds extra oh. gross. But it is maybe, I think, possibly the best pizza in America. White clam pizza. If it, is it like a fried clam? Um, no, it's like a chewy, gross. Ugh. It should uh, be gross. Like I don't like that. Can I do no. one more seafood and cheese thing? Yes, but we, we need to hear Tony's. Oh, so Tony, go ahead. Tony, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, uh, I think I got to go no. Uh, oh, please on that. Uh, <laughs> I've, never, I've never had it. I'd be willing to try it and give it a chance, but... Uh, my gut tells me, oh, please. Yeah, your like gut is where the reaction happens. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> your gut is important. The, <laughs> this the consistency of the two like don't work right for me. I'm with you on yeah. that one. I'm surprised at how many yes, po- yes, pleases we have. 
I've never even heard of shrimp pizza. And I think of myself as a cosmopolitan gal. (laughs) (laughs) This is only Uh, in the highest society. (laughs) I'm not, I don't get to go past those velvet ropes. Um, (laughs) Jeff, you had another uh, thing. Okay. I'll do, this was going to be my, is this just me, but this does not count as it. I will, um, I will do like some, I'll cook up some pasta, like some fusilli and I'll do some vodka sauce or, or Alfredo sauce. And I'll clap a little tuna fish in there. And that weirds people out. (laughs) Just to give Uh, a little protein. I mean, that's, there's like, you can get like tuna helper. Now, see, now look at Mike's face. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen, where you can see Mike's face. You look like, (laughs) you you find this (laughs) revolting. He Um, said what? (laughs) uh, I... I'm curious both about the flavor and also about the fact that you'll clap some tuna in there. <laughs> well, the what? flavor, the flavor, outstanding. The clapping couldn't be more fun. What gesture is this? Like, are you like bonking it with a spoon and it hops in or how do you do it? <laughs> you give it, you turn the, the, you open the tuna can, hold it precisely upside down and you give it the hardest slap. Right oh, Bank like you would with cat food. Yeah. <laughs> or a bass guitar, Tony. Hey. <laughs> um, that gets a no, thank you. I mean, an I mean, an oh, police. I, this is the problem with the segment. That gets an oh, police from me. I'm an oh, police on that as well. Oh, gross. please, guys! I'm gonna make you my special tuna noodle thing, and you're gonna love no, it. Please don't. I, I'm not. Tuna oh, noodle oh, thing. Guys, give me all your addresses. I'll ship it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it travels well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, Tony. Oh, police. Yeah. No, no. I don't like. Uh, I'm not a big tuna guy. You're gonna <laughs> leave me like, a- like canned tuna. Like, no, I can't. I can't deal with that. I'll, I like like spicy tuna with some sushi or something, but. Uh, yeah, beyond that, not so much into the tuna. Yeah, hang me out to dry, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> All right. <laughs> another seafood thing, um, another essence of seafood thing. My husband sometimes drinks, is it like a Michelinda, Michelina? Like a club uh, Michelada, yeah. Michelada, yeah, in a can. And I had a sip of it. It's, so it's beer and Clamato. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he was like singing the praises of how, how like delicious it is. And it really hits the spot and it's refreshing, which I don't think of like clam juice, tomato and beer as refreshing, but it smells good. So I took a sip and I was just shocked at how strong and prominent the clam is in there. I thought it was going to (laughs) be like, you know, like a Caesar salad, you know, there's sardine in there, but it's not, usually it's like you. You don't really know. I thought it was just going to be in the background, but this like right. really, this is, this is very clam forward. It's bold clam. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I like those and I drink them and I did notice that, uh, yeah, the Bud, Budweiser version of it is specifically like Clamato bl- brand clam juice. And I looked it up to see where that start started and, um, I saw that like a michelada is a, is a Mexican drink that goes way back and people were putting tamarind and hot sauce in their beers. But the, specifically the clam, putting cl- Clamato in your beer was started by the brand Clamato. Like oh. Mott's Foods was like, what else can we put our weird clam juice in? <laughs> and they started it and it did take off. So some ad man came up with that. Oof. Gross. It's Madison Avenue. Making him drink clam juice. Um, all right. Who else has another just me or everyone? 
I got I got to just me or everyone and and maybe everyone uh, maybe this is just me but maybe everyone has their own different version of it cuz mine is very specific but does anyone have a person whose face they cannot recognize no matter what cuz for me the oh. actress Sienna Miller yeah uh. I have tried and I have memorized her face and I know that that's that actress that I don't uh, recognize ever and I'll just guess if I don't recognize her, it's her. But does anyone have a person that no matter what they can't recognize them? Um, I kind there of... are there's a couple actresses. Uh, I think Rose Byrne is one, and then two others who I just can't figure, remember their names. All look the same to me, and every time I not that they look the same, but I never get their names correct, and I just can't think of the other three two actors. I feel like yeah. there I was just have a... it with uh, Tom Hardy. But that's also because I feel mm. like so many of his roles cover his face. And so oh, like yeah. when I see him, it never <laughs> clicks that it's him. You have to hear the Bane voice. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't have that. What I thought you were going to say is people who you know, but you can't picture their face in your mind, just like that Doors song. Uh, um, I have that per- periodically. And usually it's if I have like – it hasn't happened in a long time. It used to be if I had a crush on someone – then I couldn't conjure their face in my mind. And I feel like it was if I had a strong emotion about them, then I couldn't. Wow, it's like you put them on a pet. They're like godlike and, and they're, they're <laughs> so attracted to them. You can't even fathom it. I think so. Because then when it would fade, I would be able to think of them. I'm trying to think. I don't have actors or actresses like that, but I do have words that I have had to look up over and over and over and over. And like the definition will not stay in my head. Yeah, what yeah. is that? I have that too with a word, and it's just like my brain just says no to this word. It's just, what is yeah. your word? Mine's insouciance. Oh, you you remember my my whole thing is that I can't get I can't get the oh. word in there. But so insouciance is a word you know, but you just don't know the definition. I think at this point I do, and I think it means without worry. But I think that's because I've mentioned it on the show, and someone wrote in and was like, in French, it means this. But I still don't. But it's only like I've memorized it. It, it doesn't resonate. Like doesn't resonate with me. And you then my use it. Yeah. Yeah. And then my Mary Catherine Ham, friend of the show, sent me a picture of this woman, like just casually smoking in a cafe in France. And she's like, "This is." It was like a French woman. She's like, "This is what I always think of when I think of ins- the word insouciant." I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Um, insouciant. And so now I have that image. So now I just think of it as someone who like is like sort of rambunctiously without concern. But I don't know if that's what it means. <laughs> I, I had that with uh, – for the longest time, I had no idea what the Ozarks were. And people would be like, the Ozarks. <laughs> and that word – I mean, that's such a strange word. It could be anything. Like it could have been a garment. It could be anything. And then it wasn't until – then I found out it was a place, but I kept forgetting – or mountains – and then it wasn't until a season of True Detective that w- the whole thing took place in the Ozarks. And then I had a visual for it. And now I know. Now I know it very well. <laughs> well, I know all the actors. I know all the words. So I, uh, you guys are all weird to me. <laughs> I have a thing where, I have a thing where uh, the word nuclear. No, nuclear. I just did it. <laughs> I, I know w there's Bush two one. ways to pronounce it. One is wrong. And I, every time I say it, it doesn't sound right. But it's nuclear. Oh, yes. here's a common one. Um I trip up on this, and a lot of people do. Saturday Night Live, the the syllables in Saturday Night yeah. is a very common thing that trips people up. And I've heard, I've I read an article about it. Right. What do they right. say? Saturday Night, like they they, yeah, they just just cut out blurt. the middle and yeah. say Saturday Night Live. 
<laughs> huh. huh. Yeah, my tongue just sort of sort of flops the end of it. Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Saturday Night Live. That's why you say SNL and be done with it. Yeah. I've never had Saturday Night Live. I've never had a problem with that one. But you don't have the, the glitch. You're lucky. Is it genetic? Like whether you can like roll your tongue? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, the word R-U-I-N, ruin, my whole life, I just pronounced it one syllable, rune. Rune, yeah. And then people made fun of me enough that every time I go to say that, I say ruin. Actually, now that it's fi- it's finally clicked and that feels normal. For the longest time, it felt, I felt like I, I could feel myself doing it very deliberately. It didn't come naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Like I've been, I've been trying to get the T out of, I say often, and then I found out that it's, you you're supposed to say often you're not supposed to say the t in the word often and i can't get that t out of there no matter how much i practice i say often <laughs> wait you're not supposed i mean i know that a lot of people don't but i didn't know that there's a right and a wrong the correct way is to just say often who According says to who um a google search i did uh five years ago and <laughs> double double check well then that counts <laughs> yeah I knew um, a kid in college who his name was John and he could tell if people it was spelled J O H N he could tell if people were uh not pronouncing the h is what get his out. claim come it was on his claim. and I think it was just like a I want to be an interesting guy type of thing Did it work? I mean you're oh, talking about him. I find it very him. interesting. <laughs> hey, we're all talking about him. I still think about him. <laughs> Dawn and Dawn comes up on this show because t- the man's name and the masculine name and the feminine name or the, you know, early morning. Um, to me, I pronounce them the same. Tony pronounces them differently. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? I same. Would... Dawn and Dawn? Yeah. Tony, what do you say? Don and Dawn. Yeah, I do a Dan. Yeah, me too. Dan long, Draper. Dawn. So you, so you put on an accent to say one of them and you, <laughs> you don't on the other? Well, I bet in, in, uh, in New York, right, people say like Dawn and then they wouldn't say Dawn for Yeah, they're Dawn like, you Draper. see that show with Dawn Draper? <laughs> you know, like, Dawn. Who is she? <laughs> I wonder if that, uh, like, it is possibly like a regional thing with how you do say it because I did grow up it in is the Midwest originally. So like saying... Don, like you know, <laughs> it's like that that classic Midwest, uh, you know, Don, hey Don. It, it is regional. Okay, what about L A W N versus like an awning? Are those the same sound? Lawn, lawn and awning. awning. Yeah, I say them the same. So A W N. Okay, awning and lawn. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, I just. Those are not, those are the same then. Cause when it came up on the show originally, people would tweet me all this stuff. Um, they'd be like, what? They'd be like, it's, they would come up with other words that to them had the same vowel sounds as dawn and dawn. And I would read it and I'm like, but those are the same to me. They'd be like, it's like lawn versus, and I can't, I can't remember what the other one is now, um, what the other ones are. But anyway. To people for whom they're different, they're very different. Okay, let's see. Some people tweeted them at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Uh, Chode to Joy says, aside from prescriptions, I never measure liquid medicine. My fiance hates when I take a shot of NyQuil directly from the bottle, not because of the potential germs, but rather due to the rule breaking, just me or everyone. <laughs> um, 
I don't, I rarely take liquid medicine. If I guess if I'm taking cough syrup, I would just pour it into a teaspoon, but not really measure it. And I remember seeing, like seeing someone swig cough medicine from the bottle does freak me out a little bit. I I do the, I don't, I do the cup, but just whatever the top line is. I'm not sure if that's what I'm supposed to do or not. (laughs) I've seen you fill it to the brim. Yeah. (laughs) Pouring over the top. You know what you got to get, Mike, is I had one of these when I was a kid. It looks like an alligator and you put it in his, you put it in his mouth. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I know oh, what alligators. Sure. It's so you trick little kids into like taking their cough medicine or whatever. Oh, I don't need to be tricked. I've, <laughs> I've got a cough and I need it taken care of. <laughs> uh, recently, I learned my husband, when he does laundry, uses way more detergent. I just filled up to the number one line regardless. And he, I don't know, he's like up to the three or four line. What about you guys? Mm. Just the low line, the lowest. I put a little. That's I don't even same. look at the line. I just put some in and dump it in. What? <laughs> and my clothes stink. <laughs> <laughs> That's why nobody's on the subway with me. <laughs> um, okay, here's one. This is a little bit controversial for me personally. Patrick Thorne says, "Unsubscribed from the podcast due to Allison leaving in and agreeing to Ken Reed's rant." about preparing explosives if Trump wins. Now, I debated whether to read this one or not because Uh I don't like to give a lot of attention to stuff like this. However, it does delight me to think that we're doing his Just Me or Everyone, but he won't hear it because he unsubscribed (laughs) unless he didn't really. Um, He can can still listen. He just has to find it and click. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, Look. Everyone's emotions and passions were running hot uh, when we recorded. I don't remember what Ken said. I remember he was fired up and was a little ranty. Yeah, I don't. Um, even, I don't even remember it. Kind I don't of. remember. Ex- like I don't remember that coming up. I don't either. That being said, I've been doing this long enough to know that when I am sure something didn't happen, then someone will send me a time code. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess it was in there. But my memory is not him talking about explosives. So, um, yeah, sorry. Um, but I feel like, Hey, oh, well, <laughs> I felt like I had something more valedictory and strong to say, but then I realized I don't. You were explosives. So you're just gonna, you were going to just blow stuff up. No, no, I didn't say it. It was what, I mean, Ken, Ken strongly felt that, uh, Biden was going to win in a landslide, like so strongly that it convinced me because he he made a good argument, which is like, you know, Trump hasn't collected any more votes and some of the people who voted for him have died and he, he you know, hasn't swayed one person to his side. And after his whole, and he's like a, you know, a smart, well-read guy. So after he gave this fiery speech, and he apologized for getting kind of ranty, but after his rant, which apparently included something about explosives that I don't remember, I was like, yeah, it really is going to be like just a whole blue wave. But uh, oh. we were wrong. Yeah, I, I think that you were support. You were being a good host and you supported your guests. You don't have to shoot that down. Yeah, I will address that, which is the fact that he's subscribing because I left it in. I leave almost everything in. If I make, if I stumble over my words and mess something up, that might come out. Sometimes I'll, <laughs> I'll have a big brain fart and I'll say, Tony, clean this up. Make me sound smarter. 
but mm-hmm. I'm not going to take out someone's opinion. That's good. That's no spin. That's right. This is the real no spin zone. I'm worried now, though, because I, I wrote down a long list of things I want you to cut out from this episode. <laughs> oh. It, well, it's almost everything I've said. I can't go on record. <laughs> including your opinions about shrimp pizza? Yeah, I'm involved with the, the shrimp uh, industry. I shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, oh, here's one from Greg Heller, a uh, former regular on the show. When giving out your credit card info over the phone, do you walk from room to room so just in case anyone is listening, they will only hear part of the number? <sighs> I never thought to do this. I don't do this, but I do if I'm giving my credit card over the phone when the um, the person on the other end, if they read it back, I'm always like, who's in the room with you? <laughs> like if it's a, a business, you know, I'm always worried about, I mean, I guess right now there would not be customers there, but still. Do you guys yeah. do any of this? I hadn't thought about that, but that's valid. I'm going to add it to the list of things to be neurotic about. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, no, no, I don't do that. I, it has crossed my mind of just like, oh, if I say my credit card number, somebody could take it. But I don't they need more than just the credit card. Uh, not always, I guess. I think sometimes they just need the credit card. Yeah. If, you, if you're reading the credit card, you're also reading the expiration and, or the, the yeah. code on the back, too. You're giving that's them everything true. they need, Michael. That's Plus, I true. leave it right outside of my door just to air it out after <laughs> I talk about it. Because it's so hot from all the purchases. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm an old police on that one because I think that every time you buy some food. <laughs> it works. It works. It works. It works. When you buy food at a restaurant, every time ever in your life, you've given that server your, your credit card and uh, no one has ever written that number down and then ripped me off afterwards. I, uh, I think that your, your credit card number is like, if, if I started worrying about what's going to happen in my, in my home or something when I'm reading it out loud, I'd lose my mind. Oh, also, yeah. I'm, I'm Bank of America and they send me a new debit card every like three months and ruin my whole fucking life with <laughs> the saved passwords on my laptop and my phone. Like every once in a while, they'll be like, hey, there was a security breach. Here's your new um, thing. Be sure to put in the new numbers on 20 different websites. Oh, what a pain. <laughs> um. My parents, the same ones who went to Las Vegas, would always give out a fake phone number when businesses would ask for their phone number. And I, growing up hearing that, not wanting to have to like think of a fake number, they had like, it was like the same fake number they would give. Um, I just give out my real number. And now I get spam calls all the time. And I think like, I really wish that I had just wanted wanted to, uh, you know, be a little a little less honest. Do you guys give out your number? I, I really. do. I, I give it out and I'm getting all the spam calls and it's ruining my life. I have to yes. screen all my calls and I miss important calls all the time because I get 10 robos a day. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I miss calls. My phone's doing this fun thing where it won't let me know if someone's calling in and I'll just oh. get a voicemail being like, hey, I just called you <laughs> or I get a text from people. I just <laughs> called to so call me back because now a lot of people know that my phone doesn't ring for me. Well, that's weird, Mike. That's probably just that a fixed? do not disturb. Uh, this, yeah, that that should be. Oh, maybe that is do just do not. Disturb. It's kind of the main function of a phone when you really yeah. think about it. But, <laughs> but you're, uh, you're it's right. an older phone. It's an eight. Maybe I need to just update the phone. <laughs> eight. That's like ten years ago. <laughs> you guys, um, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was so much fun. I'd like to remind everyone on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Allison Rosen. And um, there is a promotion right now. If you sign up for it, so 
normally it's a monthly thing. Um, but if you, Patreon is now offering annual memberships. You can sign up for a whole year and you get two months free. So 12 months for the price of 10 months, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Um, on my Monday show this week, I have Alexa Bliss, the uh, WWE superstar. So check that out, youtube.com slash Allison Rosen if you want to see the whole video. I'd like to welcome the new Patreon people. We have Lauren H., Brianne A., and High Fidelity. Hello. Welcome. Um, uh, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you're subscribed, uh, leave a, uh, five, click five stars, leave a nice comment. We read them on the show. Sometimes it's my other podcast Childish. Follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. And, um, I'm going to separately go around and, and have you guys do your plugs. Although as the sloppy boys, you have like communal plugs, but you handle this however you wish. Tim, where do we find you? You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at uh, at Tim Kalpakis. Uh And then as a group, the Sloppy Boys on everywhere, just at the Sloppy Boys. Um, Jeff, what about you? I'm Twitter and Instagram at Jefferson Dutton. And um, I got nothing besides Sloppy Boys. If you see me on the street, say hi. <laughs> Mike? I'm at Mike Hanford on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, it's the Sloppy Boys for me, too. I got nothing going on. It's a like quarantine. When might there be more birthday boys stuff? We, oh. we would have in a normal year probably done a show in San Francisco this January, but now we'll just uh, maybe we'll let it wither and die and never do anything ever again. <laughs> mm. The the um, refrain of COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tony, what about you? Uh, it's at Tony Thaxton, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and then I do want to say this. Friday, uh, there's going to be another Don't Stop or We'll Die live stream that'll be uh, Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific, and hey. that's twitch.tv slash Don't Stop or We'll Die. It's going to be a much longer show than we did the last Ooh. time. We're going to play a full show, a couple of sets, I think. And uh, and that is also to celebrate the uh, release of, uh, by the time people are hearing this, there's uh called Song a Week uh, by Don't Stop or We'll Die, a new podcast. Uh, brand new song every single episode, and uh, I'm producing that show as well, and occasionally playing drums on it. Nice. Do you guys feel like they're trying to steal your thunder? Like you're a band, you have a podcast. They're oh good. yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm barely holding on here, not screaming at Tony right now. But yes, <laughs> I think the, the, the card of, they have up their sleeve is that they're a better band and they're funnier podcasters. So yeah, uh, they got it made in the shade. um you guys thank you so much this was super fun listeners thank you for listening you matter i'm changing up my sign off i've decided to add you matter because i feel like people need to hear that right now uh you matter i love you goodbye hey do you know about the allison rosen show we had a good time